0: If only they knew, the hub for young business minds. Yeah, so my name is Clara Baldwin. I just turned 24 years old. I am from Kansas City, which is in the middle of the U.S. Um, I am from a family of five. My mom is from Thailand, and my dad was from Germany. But I recently graduated from um, Westminster College, which is in Fulton, Missouri, and as of right now, I'm going on seven years of marketing. I would say so. I've had my feet in a lot of industries and a lot of jobs, but right now, at the moment, I have a nonprofit for domestic abuse of victims called Piece Over Pieces, and I also launched a marketing agency as of January in this year.
1: Brilliant. Thank you for that. And I always say um, it's always important to sort of rewind the clocks a bit and find out who people were to find out who they are now. Um, and I think it's ever so important, especially in your case. Um, one being that that you're actually international, so you're actually the first international guest. I've had someone from Ireland, but oh
0: really?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I've never had someone as far away as you. So it would be good to sort of hear your oh, awesome. perspective. yeah
0: yeah oh, yeah. Exactly. I feel honoured then.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. So yeah, what what? Firstly, what is your area like? And we'll sort of most of my my audience is from like London and areas yeah. like that. So like, so, is yeah. it completely different or?
0: I'm sure it is. But when people think of America, I assume they think of like California and New York. I'm from Missouri, which is the middle of the U.S. And so our seasons are insane. Like it's 90 degrees one day and then it's raining the next day and then it's snowing the next day. Like we have all these seasons all the time. And uh, right now it's getting cooler. But I live in like a homey city. So I would say the city has around like 800,000 people. It's Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know. You probably don't keep up with American football, but we won the Super Bowl (laughs) last year. So we're the champions. Um, So it's kind of like a hippie, like, you know, sports loving town. Um, It's really fun. It's kind of big, but not too big. So I like it. Like, it's probably 10% of what LA is. Um, But yeah, it's super diverse and fun. Uh, I grew up in Columbia, Missouri, which is two hours away from here, way smaller and that's the definition of a hippie town right there. It's like a college <laughs> town, all young people and, you know, fun-loving, free-spirited. So yeah, that's where I am right now.
1: No, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. And And what was in terms of like, school life, what was it like? Because when I when I picture American schools, I picture like the massive like movie <laughs> sort of sets like of, of a school. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Is um, it like that or no?
0: Well, I'm from Columbia, which was a huge university. It was University of Missouri. And if you were raised there, you're basically destined to go to that college. So I didn't want to do right. that. Yeah. Um so I, I went thirty minutes away um to this private college uh, called Westminster. Um and that was a private college, it was really small. It was like, I think around 800 people. Um, but it was super fun still. They have, you know, the social life and big business medical schools, so. I ended up going there just for the people and the professors it was super hands-on very personable as opposed to a big school where you're kind of like sitting in a lecture hall of like 300 kids so yeah I just felt that was more me than a big university
1: yeah no I had like the the worst of both worlds normally it's the best of both worlds but I had the worst I went to a small university in like it was basically like a like in a tower block and it, it didn't have that sort of personal feel at all like all the teachers like didn't even know my name right even, like, the class of 20 like no one spoke to each other so yeah I'm yeah. sure it's still fun of-
0: though I mean some people love that I, I mean yeah. I literally couldn't like be late to class um your your professors know everything about you and they'll know <laughs> when you're not there and call you out the next class just like high school you're just like oh my gosh I can't catch a break but it does keep you your shit I guess
1: yeah yeah no I wish it was like that but yeah again it was just if you didn't take Turn up, but the teacher didn't even realize. Like, yeah, it's
0: like, blessing <laughs> and a curse, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's sort of good, but it's sort of bad. But um, yeah, right. it's it just a weird sort of period of my life. But yeah, For anyway, sure. <laughs> enough about me. <laughs> um, speaking, uh, I heard you speaking on Lucy Norris's podcast. I think it was. Oh, uh, did
0: you? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think it was a I couple weeks I ago. Yes, yeah, I want to it,
0: like right? visit Lucy. I don't know her, but I feel yeah. like we would be good friends, and I want to yeah. go up there someday.
1: Yeah, I think you should. She I think she's like in Ireland and then sometimes in the, like in England. So I think she's between the two. So yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super
0: cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was on her podcast like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, that's it. Super fun.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a good episode. And one thing that stood out is the fact that you went through quite a lot when you were younger. Is that is that is that correct?
0: Yes. So um recently like I started telling my story more, so Growing up, I was kind of an abusive home with my dad. Um, he didn't really supply us financially, emotionally. He was abusive in all ways and so it kind of made me the person I am today. I like to say like it made me strong and it also gave me this edge to myself where I wanted to do things on my own and I'm very independent. It led me to create my first drop shipping company called Soak Boutique Um, and I was 15 I think when I started designing the website and like thinking of this idea of how to get money so I could get out of this situation and into college and get my mom out of the house because she was going through a lot at the time with that situation. Um, But yeah, I, I had kind of a rough childhood growing up, like, I paid for everything on my own and did everything. And although it was really hard, it does feel like a different life now looking back on it, like everything's so different. And I feel blessed for where I'm at now. But yeah, it did lead to my entrepreneurial self. So I can say I am grateful for that.
1: No, that's good. And I was thinking that, like, it's a good thing that some other people in that situation would have gone the other way and would have, like, even turned out yeah. abusive themselves or sort of took took the the abuse and channeled it into themselves, like self harming and stuff like that, and could could have completely gone the other way. So it's so good to see. Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah.
1: Someone like yourself, you know.
0: Yeah, and it definitely wasn't right away. Like, I would say I was kind of in a bad path, like. a year or two like I was just really down and you know just drinking and like not doing the right things as a kid like at that age but um eventually I just snapped out of it I had like a moment one day where I just manifested like if I create a company that maybe could get me out of my situation because at the time I was working all these like I don't know, shitty jobs. You can't really get a good job when you're that young and you have no experience. So I was like waitressing and doing, you know, I think I worked at a salon, a video game store, like anything I could get my hands on. I had like three jobs at once and I was just tired. And um, I don't know what made me think of a drop shipping company, but I think it must have been like an ad or something and just seeing like the idea of how I don't need to buy anything. I can just get into this industry really quick. And that's how I came about like the idea of Soap Boutique.
1: So what gave you like the confidence or was it pu- like purely just um, like the energy of just not wanting to be in the situation you was in or, or how yeah. what sort of gave you that? that I definitely
0: would say it wasn't confidence. Like yeah. I have, I'd say I'd have confidence now. And I, I believe in myself, but back then I didn't, I was purely running off energy of like, I want to get out of this life and this situation I want to move somewhere else. I want to have money where I'm comfortable and can do whatever I want. Um, so I was just running off pure instinct and YouTube tutorials and articles. Like I was just hoping what I was doing was right. Um, but when I developed the website, launched it, I got into, um, the whole industry when it was really early, like there's so many drop shipping companies now it's insane. But back then there wasn't many. Um, and so I kind of had an advantage that way because I got followers like really easily. This is back when Instagram's algorithm was like, like so lenient, like you could post anything and it would bring in hundreds of followers. Nowadays it's like, it's really, it's not like that, but, um, it just took off and eventually it got like around 40,000 followers, I'd say. Um, and I was getting paid for just you know just posting things and getting sponsors and stuff but yeah it got me out of that situation I finally had money where I could go to college and I could give money to my mom to get out of her situation I remember like she just needed money like 50 bucks a night to get by like in the motels she was staying in and it was really hard she wasn't even around us she just had to escape that and we funded her you know her traveling a little bit with what we had but now it's like flash forward, it led us to such a good life. And she lives like five minutes from me now and has wow. an amazing boyfriend, amazing house, the best car, like she, she is living. So we're all in a good place now.
1: I think, yeah, like I said, it's a good example. Um I think it's, it's also a good example of um, just being able to get out of your situation, like visualize where you want to be. And you'll find the way to sort of get there if, if you believe in it enough, which leads me to the question, like, what's your take on the idea? Cause you mentioned manifestation earlier and it's something I've been looking into. So if you don't mind, like what's your sort of take on manifestation visualization and that whole sort of world. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. If, if there's one person who believes in manifestation, it's me because I have used manifestation so many times in my life. I just, and every time I do it, it just ends up changing my life completely. So the first time was with that drop shipping company. Soak. And I remember Matt just sitting there and suddenly it hits me. It was like an overflowing feeling of like, I can do this and I'm going to do this. And I developed the e-commerce site and the payment system and everything, the plan. I developed it within like two days. I stayed up all night and wow. I was like, I'm not going to stop until it's actually done. Like it's live. Um, so yeah, I didn't sleep. It was live and then it just took off. Um, obviously at first it was hard, but it did. And then I, the second time i manifested i wanted to make a nonprofit for domestic abuse victims when i was like in a better place and i was like i would have given anything to have the resources to like reach out to someone or get donations or something during that time um so i developed the nonprofit within a day i think like i just sat there and i was like how cool would it be if i made a podcast to like talk to victims and then get them donations to get out of that situation related to mine in the past and Yep. I manifested that it, it was live. And then now I get so many donations per month to help women and men around the world with those situations. And then of course, the third time, um, I got laid off from my corporate job out of college and I was super down about everything. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to make an agency that's better than that one. So I manifested that. And then within three days I got my first client and now flash forward six months I've scaled it past a hundred thousand in revenue and I have like 55 clients I think so manifestation if you just believe in it and you really feel it envision Mm. it and you just don't give up like I truly believe you can do anything
1: yeah no same and I think even if like somehow it's uh, like a form of placebo or anything like that I think even if it isn't necessarily real I think like you said adopting that positive mindset like can can cannot be anything but good you know
0: yeah exactly and it's not easy like the way i talk about it makes it seem like poof it like just happened but i i went through so many struggles um i learned from so many failures and I don't know. It just made me who I am today. And I've, I've learned every single day. I still learn every day on the job with different clients, like what to do, what not to do. There's really nothing out there that tells you how to be a business owner step-by-step. And that's why it's scary to be one. Um, Cause I mean, when you're at a nine to five, you get your task and they tell you what to do and then you go home. As compared to right now, it's like, you really don't know if you're doing the right thing. You're just going to have to go off your instinct and believe in yourself.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And I think like with a nine to five, I was thinking of this literally the other day. Like with a nine to five, the amount of work you do for the amount of money you get is like crazy. Like in most jobs, like in in my job, for example, I didn't work that much. I shouldn't be saying this, but I didn't work that much. And I got (laughs) paid quite a bit. So like, and then when you try and do that amount of work yourself, like if you're working for yourself, you're like, oh crap. Like my example, I I work in social media. So like a few posts a day at at my nine to five would have got me 1400 pound a month or whatever it was. And a few times a day now, it's like nothing. I just get nothing from it.
0: Right. I mean, when I was uh, working for that corporate agency, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited when I got the job. I applied every day for everything. And I thought that the corporate life really defined my success in me. And like, I wasn't going to make a lot of money and I wasn't going to get approval from others if I worked for myself. Um, But then I quickly learned like that being laid off was such a blessing because I just like the potential you can have in owning your own business and like you get raises every day, like as compared to the corporate life where you get maybe like, I don't know, a small raise every year. If that you have to be around for a long time for a raise. Nowadays, I'm like, I just can't believe how much potential and like revenue projection there is um, owning your own business. Like I bring on one client that's like a whole year's salary sometimes like for people and I don't know it's not all about the money either i'm also extremely happy and my life quality has gone up like i make my own schedule i i can just stop one day and be like hey i just want to go on vacation like i make those decisions i hire the people and work with the people that i want which is super important as well because in the corporate world i was working with a lot of uh, moody people and overworking me and i was not getting paid enough so all in all it was just negative for me i'm not saying like the whole corporate world isn't or is toxic because I'm sure there are amazing companies and people love that life. But just for me personally, I was not having it.
1: No, I agree. I think like the nine to five is like sort of like a, a comfort zone. Like, like I said, you do a little bit of work, you get a decent amount of money and you sort of just got to go through the motions of it all every day, but then go getting away from that and doing your own thing is high risk, high reward. Like you have to put in so much more work, but like you said, one, client or one sort of deal can set you up for what would have been a year's work at the nine to five you know it's a high risk high reward
0: oh yeah exactly and just yeah again my life quality definitely <laughs> has gone up and just it's so interesting to being your own business owner because you get to be so hands-on with people and I feel like what I was doing was I was another number uh, no one knew what like, I was working on their accounts. Um, they didn't know that I was the designer on some of those sets. Like, it was just, you know, ghost work. And I didn't like, I wasn't happy because I'm always a creative person and super hands-on with people. So the fact that no one knew the work I was doing, it just made me sad. Like, I felt like it wasn't worth it. And even though I was getting paid, I just, I love the the feeling of giving someone what they want. And they know that I created that for them. It feels like an accomplishment. Like, the other day I got an email and he was like, I'm like jumping up and down so excited because this is always what I've wanted and envisioned for my my designs and my company. And like, it's all coming to life so quickly. And that just made me like want to, you know, cry happy tears because it just makes me so happy, like to give someone what they want. And the fact that I can do that and I have the skills too. Mm.
1: I think it was Mike Tyson, funny, funnily enough, that the other week on the Joe Rogan podcast, he said that he was trying to say that, like being born with like a high level of creativity like is like a blessing and a curse like a gift and a curse because if you don't get to fulfill your creative creativity levels to that high extent it, it makes those creative people so depressed and I guess you, you seem to be in that sort of same category of a creative
0: yeah, wow yeah that I've never heard that but that's so true I just think that I thrive on like I guess not recognition but like credit if I do something I want someone to recognize that I did that I also just feel good giving to people like I I'm the person who always wants to give to people and surprise people so the fact that my job every day is to bring someone's dreams to life with their business like it feels very good
1: yeah and you also mentioned something earlier about like you can create your schedule the schedule that you want and I was listening to somebody else um, Jordan Peterson um not not many people are a fan of him he's sort of quite divisive you, I don't know if you've heard of him or not no I haven't no, yeah yeah so I think he's from Canada um not that that's relevant to you but in my mind yeah um but yeah he was saying like if you can if you can can create your life like that's the, one of the best things you could ever do like in terms of setting up your schedule waking up at the time you want um like going to do like running in the morning and then speak to clients and just creating your lifestyle. is like one of the most rewarding like aspects of being an entrepreneur, you know?
0: No. Yeah. I so agree because it's just like every day I wake up, it's not the same. Yeah. And every day I meet new people and I work in new niches and industries and I get to like, learn about so many different things, and I think that's what makes me happy. I get really down when I have the same routine every day of, like, getting up at nine, going to work, coming home, making dinner, and I can't tell you a new thing about my day. Like, I thrive on coming home and being excited um, just on all the new things I learned that day and then can share and, like, I don't know, just grow my knowledge, I guess. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, creating your own life is something very special and the marketing industry definitely allows you to
1: do that. Oh yeah, definitely without a doubt. And one thing you mentioned earlier, obviously that you, you created the business to sort of get out of the bad situation you was in, but Mm -hmm. I can only sort of put myself in that position as as best as I can. And what I was thinking is even though you are doing something positive with with creating a business and stuff like that, that comes with a lot of stress itself. So how would you sort of coping with the the mental emotional side of things like because of the business creating a business i guess only takes you so far to escaping that.
0: yeah yeah that's a good question it is extremely hard because um i would say to any business owner who wants to start you have to be ready for like a lot of failures in the beginning and also no money in the beginning. Like you're gonna be running on pure passion and courage, I would say, because you're gonna be broke like, and the, and you're gonna lose money as well. Um, and that can be the most discouraging thing and that can actually filter out so many people from the industry because they fail and they lose a lot of money and they'll just quit. Um, they'll go back to their nine to five or you know a safe route. I I'd never heard of anyone who started a business and they haven't like failed or lost money. So I think that's the biggest hurdle you have to get over is the struggles in the beginning. And also, yeah, as you mentioned, the emotional side. Um, when I got laid off from my job, it was New Year's Day. Oh, um, yeah. of of this year and I was coming home from bars with my friends I was on top of the world and I got of course I'm checking my emails that's another toxic thing like <laughs> but I checked my email and it was like hey Clara um we have budget cuts you're out Bye." like it was just so non-personable and I remember just being crushed and I was like oh my gosh like everyone's partying and I'm just like at the lowest of low right now um and I had no idea what I was going to do because you know this was before COVID, but even then, the market wasn't very good for jobs, like for hiring. And so the fact that I lost this job already was like, well, I'm screwed and all this stuff. And I was feeling sorry for myself. But I mean, within like the next day, I was like, all right, like I have to pick myself up and not feel sorry for myself because I'm not going to improve my life doing that. I have to like figure out how I'm going to get out of this. So that's how the marketing agency came about. It was just. And it was hard because i had no idea what i was doing i didn't have any clients so i was just like well i'm gonna wing it as i always do in life i feel like it was just god telling me like you're not meant for that life you're meant to be like always stressed out until you get it right so yeah i just dealt with it
1: now before we get onto onto that business um i just thought it was important i'm glad you said how you sort of got um made redundant i guess laid off is like the same as redundant right yeah
0: yeah. yeah, I've heard yeah. redundant, but
1: you yeah. could say fire too. Like, yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, just cut yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah well, I, I was in a similar position in July, actually. Um, I was doing a nine to five alongside all of this. Um, and yeah, I, I thought I had it bad because I also got an email, but I was actually in the office next to the boss so you can imagine like this wall like that's her
0: office
1: my gosh that's cool yeah exactly I I was like it was in in the morning so I was working away like you know like so happy blah 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 and then I got the email pop up um and it just said Ted redundancy and I was like oh this is not good and then uh, I literally
0: felt my heart drop just as my situation Yeah. yeah
1: exactly that's what I mean it's so similar so I'm glad I'm not the only one that um Sort of oh, no. run through that, yeah. It's sort of a horrible situation, but yeah, think... especially
0: when you think you're doing everything right, like yeah. you go and you you feel so bad about yourself. You're like, it was definitely me, like something I did, and I'm not good enough, and this and that. But it happens every day, so
1: yeah. No, I think Jim. I know I'm like quoting a lot of references and stuff, but it's just all stuff I that's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, like Jim Perry. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. I'm not gonna get it completely right, but he said something in a speech. Um, it was something like his dad's got a like when he was younger his dad got a safe job, and then eventually like a few months later he was let go from that safe job and it, mm. it and it, it obviously it's a play on sort of the idea of a safe job because you for for years many people thought nine to five was the safe route, but something like this year has shown us that you know like nothing's really safe, so you always need to have that that yeah. backup plan you know
0: oh, that's so true, it's so yeah. true, especially nowadays i'm just i am very thankful I have a job and i I you know pray for others that they find you know success and jobs as well because I know especially with I just graduated and the class that just graduated from college in America it's the worst like everyone is unemployed and I I can maybe name five people in my whole class that like have got hired out of you know college so
1: no it, it is scary but I think if you can obviously not everyone can but if you can my sort of message would be try and get something at least just as a Some sort of backup or work on a project or your passion alongside your nine to five, just in case anything happens, you've got something there like brewing in the background, you know?
0: Oh, I definitely like that. Yeah, I am a big believer. I think, I don't know who quoted this, but the average millionaire has seven streams of income or something. And I can so see that because the successful people I know, they're always, they have their hands in a million different things. And I think that's a good thing to do. You can't just rely on one path all the time.
1: No, a hundred percent. But let's talk more about your business. So did you, you, you founded um, the marketing agency as a way to pay your tuition fees? Is that, is that what you said?
0: So my uh, drop shop, drop shipping e-commerce company when I was 16, that funded my college. And then I actually founded my marketing agency this year um, after I lost my job. I had it junior year of college is when I launched it. But it was always my side hustle. Like it was never something I thought that I would be full time with because I didn't believe in myself and I didn't believe that I could make that like something successful. Um, So I always had that on the side with like web design gigs and logo design and stuff like that. But um, yeah, and then it was just sitting there for a while when I went to the corporate agency and it was like basically waiting for me when I got laid off. It was looking at me in the face and was like, all right, we're going to do this full time. So I fully sent it.
1: No, that's good. So and then with that whole scenario, like how did you go about getting, like you obviously spoke to Lucy about this and I thought it was like a, a good point to, to mention because a lot of people listening to this are young people, either interested and not yet set up a business or actively involved in a business of some form. So if you don't mind speaking about like the clients and how you sort of like your proactive proactivity levels, if that's such a word, yeah. like how, did you reach out or did they come to you or how did that whole situation work?
0: They absolutely did not come to me. Yeah. Um, right. yeah, we just don't live in that world, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the hardest part about starting a marketing agency um, was finding clients. And that's the biggest problem for every agency. Um, nowadays, I have so much traction to the point where like, I'm finally getting you know, a lot of clients per week and I'm getting overwhelmed at this point. But um, in the beginning... I was just sitting there like, I don't have no idea how to give services to people. I suck on the phone. I'm not good at sales. Like in my mind, I was like, I am not good at pushing someone to sign up for my services. Um, I can't imagine myself knocking on doors either. I even debated on like going door to door of like local businesses. That's how desperate I was. I was like, maybe I could go in there and like give them a little spiel, but I didn't have the balls to do it. Um, So I Googled. I mean, of course, I Google just saves my life every time, but I just Googled how to get clients for a marketing agency, and, like, it's as simple as that. We have so many resources out there in front of us. You do not need to pay for anything to learn this stuff, and I didn't learn this stuff in college, unfortunately, but um, so many articles, YouTube, um, you know, YouTube people who are already in the industry will give so much good advice, and that's who I learned from mainly, but they told me, like, all these places they get clients. There's actual websites where you can get clients like Freelancer, Upwork, all these places. Um, and you, there's people listing, uh, I need marketing. I need this. I need this. And all you do is click it and you apply to it. And the hard, now the hard part is to win the client. So that part really you have to teach yourself. Um, there's no right way. You just have to figure it out. But, it was hard because I remember the first time I got an interview it was for this woman and I I completely lowballed myself like I was like oh yeah I hope she can do it for 50 bucks a month like I'll give her everything she needs for 50 bucks that is terrible but that's what I started with okay and I was so nervous on the phone I was shaking I had to like give myself a hype speech I was in like a, the parking lot of Starbucks or something I couldn't even do the phone call inside Starbucks I like stepped out in my car and I like sat there, gave myself a big old pep talk. And then I got on the phone and didn't know what I was doing, but I was stumbling about. And somehow I got the client and that, that's really all there is to it. Like every phone call you get better and you figure it out and you price yourself what you're worth. Please don't price yourself at 50 bucks a month, guys, like don't do it. Um, but yeah. And then your skills get better, you get more experience and therefore you keep going up in the, in clients and high ticket clients. Um, but yeah, if you just believe in yourself and keep practicing um, and also work on your phone call skills, I believe you can scale your marketing agency pretty quickly.
1: Oh, no, definitely. And I think, yeah, you're right. It's just a case of getting started. And like you said, what you'll have that bad phone call to begin with and then maybe the next phone call will be a little bit better. And then yeah. eventually go, keep going, keep going. And then you'll get to a point where you're like, oh, wow, I can't believe like my first phone call was like that, you know?
0: oh it's hilarious yeah when I look back I I just laugh because yeah. I'm like I was terrible but nowadays it's like second nature to me like picking up a phone call I have like probably four a day and we just get on there and the biggest advice I would give to winning a client is just like be yourself don't be like sleazy salesman because you can tell in the tone of voice if they're turned off by that and um just like explain who you are what you can do and also make it seem extremely simple for them like when i get on a phone call i'm very straightforward i'm like hey i don't want to take up too much of your time but um can you tell me a little about yourself and what you need for marketing in your business they explain it and then i tell them i can definitely fulfill that for you can i make a presentation for you and then so i make a presentation send it to them and then we onboard like i try and make it that simple mm-hmm. um because they're too busy ultimately they don't want to be stressed out by like you making the whole process complicated and make it seem like they need to do so much for you to start they just want to hear like i can do it step one step two step three we're done and then you're their marketer so that's the advice i give
1: thank you for that i'm so glad you said that because i'm in the same position I, I literally sent um i was speaking to a client last week a potential client last week and oh, do you
0: was... do marketing? are you yeah. doing marketing
1: yeah yeah i do my, but i've only that's just cool. I've only started like doing it myself um like literally last week I've like I'd made a decision to do that alongside everything else. Um,
0: oh, awesome.
1: yeah. So it's like, as you're speaking, I'm like I'm making mental notes. But <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. If you ever need to like collaborate or need help with clients, oh, let definitely. me know. Cause I'm like overflowed right now, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the big part that makes me stand out is making a presentation for them. Um, and just making the phone call pretty short and easy. Um, but yeah, I'll be like, after this phone call, I'm going to get off and research your website a little, and then I'm going to put together a presentation. Um, and then I have a template. And so it's like a template, uh, that I've made already and it doesn't take very long to do it. You just have to replace like the niche and the hashtags you use and like, you know, just fill in things, but I can send it to you after. (laughs) I'm like going off on this specific (laughs) thing.
1: No, yes, please. I'll be, I'll be very grateful for that. But yeah, I, I, I did make a presentation of some sort. I sent it off to them and they just blanked me. It's been, I sent oh. last week and it's been a whole week and I haven't got back so I'll and take it you know. too
0: I mean I I apply for like I apply like twice a day for clients I'd say and I went over maybe like 50 percent of them so I get ghosted all the time
1: oh fair enough yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay it's not just me then that's good um, no
0: no that's just a part of the job I don't even pay attention to it anymore I used to like take it personal and now I'm like nah who knows who knows what it was
1: yeah exactly it could be anything couldn't it but um yeah. f- firstly i'd like i'm uh, what's the word i i admire what you've done to sort of create your business to to get you out of your situation but i admire you even more so for the the non-profit that you set up um to help yeah. other people so if you don't mind telling us a bit more about that you've mentioned it briefly but if we could dive yeah. into that a little bit more
0: right so um at one point like a lot of my life was centered around money and I just am the kind of person who, like, yes, I want to be comfortable, but I need something uh, morally to, I don't know, fuel me, and, like, I'm a very deep person, and I just want to give back to the community, and also I can relate to that, those situations, obviously, with domestic abuse. So I was raised in a household with um, domestic abuse every single day, and I know, like, the trauma it has put on me, and I still deal with issues, and, like, work through that but I just had a feeling like I could make something to help people in those situations because at the time when I was in that situation I was trying to find anyone to talk to um, anyone who could like help me or support me like and it was hard because there's only like shelters and stuff for you know people who need the you know place to stay between their transition in life. And that wasn't me. I was only 16. Like I needed someone to relate to, to talk to, um, just someone that could make me feel normal. And so I thought of a domestic abuse survivor and victim podcast where people can come on and share what they went through, um, how to get through that trauma, what they did to heal, where they're at now, like, and everyone in that and this podcast are so brave for coming on and sharing their story. Cause it's really hard to dive into those stories, especially if it's fresh and like recent, but everyone's so different as well. So my goal is to like, just keep bringing on people. So people experiencing those things out there can find at least one person on the podcast to really resonate with. And, um, again i get donations for the general fund to fund like a bunch of women and men and then i have individual donations so the the people who come on the podcast they can get donations just to themselves um so yeah so far we've raised thousands and helped a lot of people out of their situations but i just i hope to continue to do this forever honestly there's really no end goal. i just want to continue to help people and expand
1: no that's amazing like i said i admire i admire that um and it's something i'm looking to do so yeah definitely um sounds really good but how important is it to to give back cuz it is something like i said i'm i'm looking to sort of do it myself in the near future but how important for, for people is it to give back
0: yeah well personally to me i just mm-hmm. i don't even find it like an option in life like i just don't see how anyone could be happy not giving back to others um, i just resonate so much with people who have had a rough childhood or have You know, events in their life right now that they need support. So I just think it's like crucial to life. I don't know how you could be happy just spending money on yourself. Like materialistic things, they can only give you so much happiness. And once I have a nice car, nice house, and I can support myself, like what's the next step? I don't. I don't really care about anything else. I just want to help people. And um, like I was thinking about how every weekend I go out, I spend like probably around three hundred dollars. And like I was looking up even sponsorships to sponsor kids in third world countries and stuff, just like sending them that money instead of spending on yourself, it changes their life. And to think like those drinks and that dinner that you're going to forget the next day, that could have changed someone's whole year. Um, it kind of, if you just look at it like that, like it really does put an impact on your mind. And so, yeah, ultimately I just want to give back in all ways possible.
1: No, definitely. I think it is such a a good thing to do. And like, like you said once you do get all the nice things for yourself that you once thought were like the best things ever once you start getting those things you you realize pretty soon Well, I did anyway like it means nothing like you get the nice the nice watch the nice jacket the nice whatever and you're like okay it didn't make me feel how I I thought it was going to make me feel but when you go and help someone it it gives you that feeling times 10 you know
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I'm just not a big person on like spending hundreds on a shirt or like a watch. I mean, yeah, like everyone deserves to spend money they with the way they want, and I think everyone should have one nice thing for any category, or whatever. Like a nice car, a nice house. Like I have those nice things now. I just I don't see how like you the rest of your life you can spend on so much materialistic things. When I, I think like I was reading something the other day, it was like a hundred dollars supplies a kid's like. Whole food supply for a year. And to think like that way, I don't know. I just personally want to give back so much.
1: No, definitely. It's something I'm going to get into as well. I think it's very important. Um, Mm -hmm. But talking of money, um, this may be a slight contradiction because we're talking about like, I want to ask the question if you had like a few hundred pounds and you wanted to start a business. Uh, well, I, well, let me rephrase it. You have you have a few hundred pounds. How would you advise people to spend that few hundred pounds? I know, um, I know. We just spoke about giving to other people, so it may sort of contradict it a little bit. Um,
0: no, no. I'm talking about like when you're really, really comfortable, like. Yeah. But you need to make it. Um, and I actually only had a couple hundred dollars when I mm-hmm. made my first dropshipping company. Um, I think with marketing, it's a really good space to get into. I'm not sure about other industries, but if you can find industries where you don't need much money through the, the door, I would suggest getting into it. Like marketing. All I really needed was to fund, you know, ba- my basic stuff like my laptop um, and scheduling systems, automation systems, which would be like a hundred dollars a month. Um, and also I didn't have employees starting out. So I wouldn't even say you need money for employees right away. Um, but just knowing like you can utilize that money, to get you by until you like start generating income. Um, It's definitely possible. My first business, I had like a couple hundred bucks and I would drop ship. So I would just use the money someone paid me to pay for the product and they would go ship off to them. And that's the really big advantage about drop shipping. You don't have to have a million things in your house. Um, And then marketing, you don't need anything physical really to start. You just need to fund the basics. So both are pretty cheap.
1: No, thank you. Um, so literally someone an hour before this recording asked me that question. I don't, I don't know who it is. He just popped up on my Instagram and asked me that. So I I okay. get, get another answer, another view on that. So thank you. Um, yeah. we're, we're, um, I could speak to you all day. We're, we're running out of time slightly. Um, but the last few things, you've given a lot of good advice. Um, if I could try and get you um, to summarise one bit of advice for the young people out there whether they're involved in a business or just interested, what would, it, what would it be?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly just think like we, especially in this generation, in my opinion, we, mm, I don't want to say this in like a bad way, but I feel like we don't work extremely hard from scratch. Like we're good at working hard when we're told what to do. We have to learn that like you can make your own future and you can create your own future. You just have to know that, you are capable of it and you can put in work you just can't give up and it's going to be a big struggle at first and as anything in life it's not overnight it's not going to be easy and instant but if you just remember like you believe in your skills and you know you're capable of pulling through with a business you're going to do it you just have to take it day by day and not think about yesterday's mistakes. Oh, I should have done this with this client. Oh, you should look at it as a positive thing. I learned this yesterday. I learned this from this client. I'm going to do this better and you continue on. So yeah, I think anyone, literally anyone can do it. Um, It's not, it's not based on how intelligent you are. I just think it's like, it's just your will to work and your will to put in the struggles and know that it's going to turn out.
1: Brilliant, thank you for that. Now a bit more about you, what's What's next for you? Have you got any plans on the horizon?
0: Uh, I am honestly finally at a place where I'm not thinking of the next thing. So like, I'm just gonna keep continuing to expand my marketing agency. Um, yeah, I've, I've hit my goals for six months and I'm going to continue on and expand and hire more people continue with my nonprofit, and I also am going to travel a lot now because I'm finally out of college and I have money to do so so yeah I think that's it I just want to travel the world and be young and free and fun and a businesswoman so
1: <laughs> nice that's the dream we live in the dream but um, yeah, did you mention to so. about a book as well
0: oh yeah yeah I forgot about that <laughs> oh my gosh I actually got my last stories in so I'm having a I have a domestic abuse anthology coming out. Um, So it's a collection of stories from men and women with their experiences to help others. And every purchase will go to uh, the Peace over pieces Fund to help others as well. So it's a complete passion project. And I just got my last stories in yesterday from um, participants. So I'm hiring. You just reminded me, I need to go hire a proofer, an editor today. And then hopefully the book will be out by like January or February of 2021.
1: Brilliant. Well, best of luck for that. Last final question. What do you want your legacy to be? If, if you want a legacy at all?
0: A legacy. Um, legacy. I just want to be someone like outside of my professional world. Like I just want to be the girl that really cares for others. Like I, I hope and pray that when people look at me, they just think I'm a nice person and like that I'm there for people genuinely, like there's nothing I love more than meeting new people and figuring out their stories and helping them through something. And um, aside from my professional life, I want to be successful of course, but I just want to be known as like the girl who, I don't know, is just open to talk no matter what and like just a good person all around and give back. So I think morally that would be my legacy.
1: That's brilliant. It, sounds, it seems like you're on the right track anyway. Um <laughs> But final thing then from you, if there's anything you'd like to say to everyone listening in terms of like where to follow you and stuff like that or a final message, please do let them know now.
0: I don't think I have a final message because I have talked so much. I think I've got it all out. (laughs) But yeah, give back, be a good person. You can do anything you put your mind to, um, just manifest it and it will happen. And then you can, if anyone wants to connect with me, send a message, ask a question, they can follow me at my personal Instagram, which is clara.baldwin.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, loved it. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Ted. Thanks for having me on. If only they knew the hub for young business minds.